Hello there, everyone. Welcome. We're here live on location in the middle of a jungle. We are actually in Manuel Antonio National Park in beautiful Costa Rica, uh, one of the most amazing national parks I've ever seen with incredible wildlife. And uh, so make sure you follow us along on our Daddy Blogger World Tour at daddyblogger.com as we document our trip through pictures, videos, blog posts, social media posts, and more. And while we're traveling, we actually use, and we love talking about education and schooling because one of the reasons we're on this trip is because we're schooling our kids, not through a classroom, but through the world. And uh, they're learning a lot. And I, I really believe the world is the best classroom and travel is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we have an expert on the show about education and especially building. The, and our uh, guest today is Dr. Vereen. Uh, she's the author of Broken pieces a system of relations between the family and educational provider through engagement fusion uh, so I'm super excited to welcome uh, dr. Deborah to the show here sharing all of the insights into how we as parents moms and dads can uh, provide better education and also build that bridge between our schooling system and us uh, so dr. Deborah how are you doing today good I, I'm I'm doing very well how are you doing Ricky I am good, besides the Wi-Fi, so apologies. Yeah, we'll get through this. What the Wi-Fi will bring, so uh, Wi-Fi hiccups. Uh, but uh, Dr. Deborah, why don't we firstly get to know you a little bit, if you want to share a little bit more about yours. Sure. First of all, and most importantly, I am a mother. Uh, my daughter is 11 years old, so this whole educational piece is so important to me. The fact that it's important to have very strong relationships with uh, my daughter's educational providers. But the other thing about me is that I've been an educator for a little more than 35 years. I taught family and consumer sciences, which was formerly home economics. In addition to that, I was a school administrator both at the building level being principal, assistant principal, and then the, the, the district level being assistant to the superintendent for family and community engagement and volunteerism, and also pupil personnel services. So no matter what my role was in education prior to my retirement in July 2017, I always believed in maintaining very positive relationships with the family. And because of that, I am now on a journey to be a voice for parents so that educators are aware of the importance of developing positive relationships with parents. So that's basically what I've done in my book, Repair the Broken Pieces. Awesome. And uh, you're definitely the perfect person to talk about the subject because you've been on both sides, the parent side and the educational side as well. Yes. So looking forward to hearing your insights here. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to hear firstly about your educational philosophy because uh, this is something we're dealing with. I have three kids. Uh, my daughter's five. Our uh, son is three. And then uh, we have a little guy who's one. So we have a five-year-old, yes. a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Uh, we're trying to do for our kids. Like I said, obviously, um, unschooling, homeschooling. Your educational approach, uh, I know there's no best, there's no best for every parent because every parent, every child is different. But I'd love to hear maybe a first, firstly, 
Yes, I, I'd love to share that with you. It's my belief that the parents are the first teachers. Uh, I think the children are really at a deficit when parents think that the educational uh, process begins when a child is formally enrolled in an educational program. The education begins actually before birth in terms of what parents do to prepare for their child. Once the child is born, the, the parents need to assume an active role in providing daily educational experiences for him or her. Uh, and, I, and you're doing this. You and your wife, I've read about all the wonderful things that you are exposing your children to. Those are, that's a part of the educational process. And that is what parents need to do. So my, my philosophy has to do with the parents being the first teacher, but when a child enters a formalized educational system, it is extremely important for the family to be as active as possible. And with that, it's important that a level of engagement take place, which is why engagement fusion has been developed to give guidance to that process. Now, my philosophy is consistent with the educator taking the lead in developing the relationship with the families. Um, I think a lot of educators today recognize the benefit to parents being actively involved with their children's education, but as far as the how-to uh, go about that, that that is still a work in progress. So um, really my work is consistent with the how to develop that strong relationship. So we definitely parents are the first teachers and we need to uh, actively be actively involved. And I think most parents to some yes. degree have that philosophy that, that uh, uh, education begins in the home. Uh, some of the ways that we as parents can better uh, be involved in the educational process and better, uh, you know, uh, educate our kids because a lot of parents are probably not formally trained in education or schooling and they're not, uh, you know, qualified teachers. So I think there might be some confidence issues or self-limiting beliefs there because most parents don't feel that we're teaching. So how, can, how do you feel parents can be more actively involved in the educational process, uh, Dr. Deborah? Well, I think that parents need to develop a level of knowing, that level of confidence and knowing that they have a right to be a part of the process regardless of their level of education. And I, I think, if I could just clarify something that you said a little bit ago um, in terms of um, parents knowing, in essence, that they are teachers and parents taking their place as the first teachers. Ricky, you'd be surprised at the number of parents that don't assume that role. And uh, in some educational environments, not all, but in some educational environments, there is a struggle that takes place when a child enters the education, um, the educational process because of the lack of exposure. So I, I, I'm moving a little bit ahead to say that my next work will be targeted to parents, those parents that I just spoke of, those parents who don't take their rightful place in preparing their children for the world. 
by by not exposing them to to education, uh, whether it's informal or formal, whether it's uh, with what you're doing in terms of exposing your children to the world and so on. So there there are some parents who have not done what they need to do. Conversely, there are some educators, despite the fact that most educators work really, really hard, they have the compassion, the, the diligence to support children. There are some that do not have that connection with parents. And that's what's missing. And the reason why my book is called Repair the Broken Pieces is that that is a part of education that's broken. So I, I'm here to raise awareness and also to help repair that which is broken. Yes, it is definitely broken. And I think a lot of parents actually blame the educational, educational system is broken. But they don't, uh, I guess, realize that we have a part to play in this too. If something right. is broken, we are guilty actually and not, not the solution, right? So we definitely, if right. we're not part of the solution, we're part of the problem, as they say. Uh, so, right. uh, yeah, I'd love to hear now from the, you know, the educational, uh, you know, the, the first teacher approach to parenting. Um, and then how is the educational system broken? Because at the end of the day, it is broken. Humans, humans, parents, mm -hmm. educational system, et cetera, teachers, et cetera. So uh, how would you say you feel, based on your years and years and years of experience, uh, the educational system needs fixing? Yeah, it needs it needs to be repaired from the perspective of family engagement. There are many of us and were many of us in the field of education who were not as satisfied as we could have been with the level of parents being involved. And parent involvement is so broad. It it really extends from the home, um, making sure the children are prepared for the rigors of school, making sure children arrive at school, making sure homework is finished. And it goes into the role that parents play as it relates to collaborating with educational providers, such as being uh, available for conferencing, responding when parents or when teachers solicit support uh, with projects and so on. So that that is a level of family involvement and engagement that's very broad very global but it, as far as my concerns go it has to do with environments parents are not connected uh, and there are many many wonderful educational environments around the world in which the families are deeply connected but within those environments, hi, sweetie, within those environments, some parents are not involved. But then you have some environments in which the lack of family engagement is the norm. And I, I am targeting those environments. And not only that, but environments that have a high level of diversity, uh, there is often a disconnect between the educator and the families because the educators just don't know how to form the relationship. So what I've done to try to bridge that gap, to try to repair 
that which is broken is to uh, f develop some research and I used uh, the work of a researcher named Sonia Nieto, which uh, she's a person that I, I've never met, but I highly respect her because at one time I was an adjunct professor of multicultural education. And I grew to love what she proposed in terms of uh, the levels of multicultural education from moving from being monocultural to tolerating, and then to moving to acceptance, respect, and affirmation. So what I did was to focus on the three components that I think are absolutely dynamic as it relates to forming relationships with people, acceptance, respect, and affirmation. And I really developed a paradigm known as engagement fusion. So focusing on those three components to building relationships will help educators to foster uh, in, and also develop authentic interactions with parents that will ultimately result in families being more deeply connected. The outcome is students achieve at higher levels. When parents are involved, when parents assume an active role, children achieve at higher levels. So Dr. Deborah, let's do a deeper dive. Uh, you've created this sure. paradigm called uh, engagement. If you define it firstly, what is engagement fusion? And then maybe you can uh, share a little bit more about the concept. I know obviously you got the whole book, uh, which, yes. which people can refer to. Uh, maybe give us an overview. What is, what is education fusion and how does it work? Okay, let me talk about the levels of multicultural education that Sonia Nieto, the researcher, um, outlined. I'm, I, I use that as a springboard with, uh, with what I've done in the book to talk about the monocultural perspective. If educators only have a singular perspective, if they view parents the way they viewed them, they view themselves as parents, or if they compare the parents of their children to how their parents interacted or how they interact, that is that monocultural perspective. That's not good because in our world, our world is so diverse. We need to open our perspective to be more embracing. So the next level is that of tolerance. And uh, you hear a lot of teaching tolerance these days. That's not good. It really makes my blood boil when I hear professionals talk about uh, teaching tolerance because that simply means to put up with individuals. So with the paradigm of tolerance, if, if educators simply tolerate and put up with parents, there's absolutely no way they can develop a relationship with them. Now the next component um, begins to formulate that uh, engagement fusion component uh, and segment that I've been uh, talking about, acceptance. It is so important for educators to willfully approve of their parents. So many times um, that, that judgmental piece comes into play and um, it's impossible for 
educators to accept, to come to terms with who the families are and simply accept them at face value. So the first part of engagement fusion is the acceptance piece. The next part of engagement fusion is respect. When families, when a parent is respected, they are honored. They are held in high esteem and they have, that is the educators then have a high opinion of the parents. Unfortunately, in many, and in, in, in uh, educational structures, with that judgmental piece, educators might view parents from a deficit model. They might look at the negative uh, in terms of the, the wise parents or the why, the reasons why parents are not engaged. And, and that, 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 talk about a deeper level, I could speak volumes to, to that. Um, one reason why parents may not be as deeply engaged is because negative experiences that they had. Maybe parents just don't know how to engage. Maybe parents have not been empowered to know that they have a place at the table as it relates to their child's education. Now, the last component of engagement fusion, again, all these are linked to the levels of multicultural education that Sonia Nieto outlined in her research, but I take it a step further by, again, aligning it to family engagement. So the last is affirmation. I love my definition of affirmation as it relates to family engagement. It has to do with the affective the emotional acknowledgement and encouragement and support that is genuinely initiated by the educator that provides um, the, the family an opportunity to authentically engage. And I broke um, affirmation down into compassion, empathy, caring about the family, um, encouraging, and then providing motivation to the family. So engagement fusion then gives a springboard for educators to be able to form those meaningful relationships with families, genuine relationships with families, so that ultimately families will be connected to that whole process of education, their voice is valued, and ultimately children will perform at higher levels. Now, the next level to all of this is social justice. Social justice is uh, a topic that we hear a lot about. And um, I decided that I was going to uh, develop a definition that is aligned to uh, family engagement that will really help people understand what social justice is all about. And before I give you my definition, let me say that families have a right to be connected to their child's education. They, they, have, they, they have a right to, to use their voice in determining what is best for their child because they know their, know their child better than anyone else. So let me give you my definition of social justice. It refers to a democratic process in which parents and guardians are freely given the autonomy, the ability, the privilege to share as well as balance their power 
with the power of the educational power for the benefit of their child's learning process. There are three things that uh, social justice does. It abolishes apathy. There are some parents who, uh, who cannot connect because educators are apathetic to the fact that parents have the right to engage. Not only that, engagement fusion will help educators eradicate fears. There's a lot of fear associated with parents having a voice and impacting the direction of their child's education. And then finally, with social justice, it causes democracy to prevail. It, it opens the door to what is fair, to what is right for children. Incredible so insights, incredible insights. Thank you. And, and I, could, I could go a lot further with all of this, but this gives just an overview to what engagement fusion represents. So obviously you've done a lot deeper dive in terms of your research, in terms of writing about it in the, into the book. Uh, let's hear a little bit more about the book in terms of uh, the whole publishing and writing. As a fellow author, it is a lot of work getting your yes. thoughts into the keyboard, editing it down, publishing it, getting out there in the marketplace. So I'd love to hear a perspective of not just the book content, but also the writing, the publishing, the marketing process. So let's hear that side of your book. Yes. I, I need to tell you why I am headed on this journey, though. Um, I worked in a school where the staff was absolutely incredible. We worked together as a team. No matter what we did, though, to to rally the parents, it, it, it made very little impact. Uh, when children were highlighted, featured, when they performed, we did have parents who were actively um, uh, involved. They came to support their children. But in terms of those authentic relationships, it was lacking. So I decided initially that I was going to work to hold parents accountable by law. So I, I did a number of things. I testified at a, at a Pennsylvania Senate hearing uh, to, to advocate for holding parents accountable. I published some articles and I had some speaking engagement, uh, made some television and radio appearances and so on. But then I was transferred to another environment and something very odd happened. There were educators who, first of all, there are a, a lot of parents who were deeply connected, but I met with opposition. There were some educators who did not want that. They did not want the parents to be actively involved. So that caused me to rethink my strategy for family engagement. So I, I spent about, uh, I guess about two years just really thinking about what I needed to do. And as an author, it's important that you have a solid platform that you know what direction you need to go in. So those two years of observing and waiting, it really caused me to realize the direction that I really needed to go in. And that direction was what 
I needed to do to change the, the thinking of some educators so that they would be more open to parents engaging with the educational providers. So from that two-year period of waiting, it took me about two years to write. Uh, I love to write, and um, as a writer, you know that sometimes your thoughts flow, but then sometimes you're stalled. I was stalled for, at some points, weeks, sometimes days, sometimes months, but when it flowed, it really flowed. So I am, I'm really happy that um, about a year ago, I finished the book. So I, I searched for an off uh, um, a publisher, and I, I, I'm really happy that I stumbled across a uh, publisher called Ex Libris. They are um, in the self-publishing business, so I was able to get the book published, and um, as far as the marketing is concerned, it depends on what you want as an author. Uh, I have a very elaborate marketing platform. Right now, I am working with a publicist. I have um, one commercial that was videotaped, and it's going to be aired. Another one will be created, and um, I'm going to have a video in uh, a cinema to promote the book. But there's a lot that I'm doing to promote the book. Um, fortunately, I, I do have a web address, uh, a website. It is www.drdebrainverine.com, and uh, there's a blog on there. So I'm starting to blog, and I, I want to be like you in terms of having podcasts. So I, I've learned in, in these few days of preparing for this, I've learned some things, and this is something that I want to do. I want to be a podcaster. So all of this is consistent with marketing. And also I'm, I'm reaching out to school districts that might need my services, as well as companies that might need my services. Because Engagement Fusion is not just applicable to the educational structure. It's applicable to the business structure as well. So uh, there, there's a lot of work to be done. So um, th that's my story. And thanks for sharing it. Thanks for sharing it. And I definitely wish you the best in your podcast. Awesome adventure being a podcaster, just because I get to talk to you, phenomenal, amazing people such as yourself, Dr. Deborah. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. you know, you definitely learn a lot. Uh, not only are you learning a lot for yourself, but you're inspiring the world uh, through uh, yes. sharing it to your listeners and your viewers. So, uh, yes, highly recommend you to. to yes, uh, if I could get my. Yes, if I could get my technology where it needs to be. Yes, <laughs> that's in the horizon for me. Awesome. So uh, in uh, closing here, Dr. Deborah, uh, how can people connect with you? Uh, you mentioned your blog, your website, your social media, uh, and also how can they grab a copy of the book uh, to get more insights into uh, uh, parents in terms of better teachers and also from the educational perspective for schools uh, and also for teachers and uh, principals. So how can people grab more about you? Yes, there are several ways. First of all, my website, uh, you can order it directly on the website drdebrainverine.com. That's D-R-D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-V-E-R-E-E-N.com. Uh, 
Also, the publisher's website, Ex Libris, X, oh my, Ex Libris, X I L B R I S dot com. Uh, there is Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble.com. So those are uh, the ways that um, individuals can get the book. Uh, and I do encourage people to reach out to me. My, my email, personal email, is dmauricev at gmail.com. So if anyone would like um, information, would like to have a conversation, would like support within their organization, I can certainly make arrangements. The other piece is that I have a business called Families With Us. The, the business is really designed to promote the work uh, centered around engagement fusion. Well, with you here, um, and I look forward to connecting again, reading the book. I look forward to listening to your podcast, Dr. Deborah. Oh, well, thank you very much, Ricky. I, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to get the word out about Engagement Fusion, and it has been a pleasure to meet you and to talk with you. And who knows, down the road, I will be uh, in touch with you to pick your brain about my next steps uh, to do what you're doing. So thank you for the opportunity. The pleasure. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, to this episode. A lot of on location here in the jungle. Apologies once again for the poor Wi-Fi. Uh, but hey, life is it is, you know, man, means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. Uh, so to grab this book and uh, make sure you, uh, you know, subscribe to our email list. Check our follower, uh, Dr. Deborah, on uh, social media. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, get better equipped as a, uh, as a teacher, as a principal, and more. Uh, so it, it takes a village, as they say, to raise a child. And that's what we're doing. Yes. Be part of that village. Uh, so thanks, everyone. And make sure you uh, follow us along as well. Uh, we're daddyblogger.com. And you can follow along on adventures as we teach our kids through the power of world schooling. So thanks, everyone. Happy travels.